Oh, I'm getting tired, huh? Yeah, I'm about to sleep on this couch. Uh, you're about to sleep on this couch right now. Let's go ahead and uh, uh, I'll go ahead and whip out this couch for you. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make it up for you right now. <laughs> Thanks, dog. Thanks, okay. dad. Let's do it right now. All right. Is this is this it? Is this a surprise? All right. The sleep mask is going on gear right now. <laughs> this is nice, I guess. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> what the <laughs> <freak> just happened? <laughs> I okay, I just knocked over your uh, phone. <laughs> it's probably. I mean, it's already cracked, dude. The is damage it? is the damage is done. Just, just let's do this, okay? <laughs> One, two, three. I want to make a formal apology. And I want to say that I'm sorry for saying B-hole for the first time on camera. And I know that my mom watches this. I don't know if anybody else in my family watches this. It wasn't intended for my friends or family either. But I understand that they might want to watch it because they love me and they care about me and they want to support me. I realize my actions... may have hurt some people's feelings. <laughs> and I am deeply sorry for what I said, and I didn't mean that for any prisoners oh my God. or people that are actually in jail. <laughs> and I just wanted to open up that... I just wanted to op open up the podcast with an apology. And I'm sorry. And uh, I love all you guys that have listened. I almost have a hundred. I hit a hundred downloads today. That means a hundred people listen. Nobody heard the b-hole thing yet, though, because that that episode is not out yet. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, side note: While we're opening up, please subscribe, like, and comment to anything that I'm on, please. Um, I don't want to sound ungrateful or. I don't, I really don't want to sound ungrateful to any friends that I've that have reached out to me and said that they've enjoyed the podcast. Um, really, that means nothing to me if I'm not reading it in the comment section. Take your nice thoughts that you're sending to me via text and put it in the comment section. Like it and subscribe, please. And then that would mean something. It means nothing to me right now, <laughs> even though it's very sweet and kind, and I appreciate it. I'm really thirsty for comments and likes right now. For God's sake, I had to get my sister to comment on my first video. Nobody commented. <laughs> my sister commented, and you can see her last name is Low, and I'm scared people are going to know that it's my sister. All right, this uh, podcast is brought to you uh, by this ad that I'm about to read. Uh, are you a long distance runner? Are you Are you a nursing mother? Congratulations. Maybe you just have 
Maybe you just have sensitive nipples. <laughs> okay. Uh, for real, we're being paid. <laughs> for real, we're being paid by these people. <laughs> Guys, I nearly lost. <laughs> Wait, give me a second. Guys, I nearly lost a nipple the other day. <laughs> Seriously, my nipple literally almost fell off my body when I was running my casual 14-mile run the other day. I'm running a marathon, in case anybody didn't you know. Liar. Uh, I, I swear I ran 14 miles. You can check my phone. <laughs> Anyways, my nipple literally almost fell off my body. Um, uh, well, that stopped when I start when I started using Mother Love. Uh, the bottom line is that a smooth, moisturizing nipple butter that women return to time and time again. Uh, some of the, okay, just a a warning that I have to say: it can stain clothes, so make sure that you use breast <laughs> breast pads to avoid this. Um, hey, use promo code Chase Nips, not Cheese Nips, Chase Nips, <laughs> to get seven percent off your first purchase. Mother love, where mothers and runners, runners, myself, <laughs> don't have to have chafed nipples anymore. Chase nipples. <laughs> hey, so when I was Googling, so that's not actually a sponsor, but I like doing a fake sponsor every time now, so that's what I'm going to start doing. Until somebody actually sponsors this show. Come on, y'all. All right. Um, <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? <laughs> Mother Love is not going to reach out to me and sue me for this. They might. They might. Do you think they would? Honestly, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. There's no yeah. way on earth that Mother Love is going to find friends in low places. And find. <sighs> All right. Well, LaCroix was sponsored by us on episode three. And just put up a big fussy about it. Okay. No, okay. Forget the sponsor. Okay, we're doing the sponsor, whatever. Fake sponsor. <clears throat> Let's get into it. All right. Sorry, Nala. All right. So this, let me just say before I say this intro, this, get, this intro is 90% done. <laughs> so I'm going to have to ad lib a little bit, but here we go. My guest today. And keep in mind that there is uh, action music behind us or epic <laughs> music. Okay. My guest today starred in a little movie called Shrek 1, which is arguably the best movie of the entire Shrek franchise. Let's be honest. After Shrek 2, it really went downhill from there. He a.k.a. Lord Farquaad will be sleeping on this very couch that we're on right after we're done with this podcast. He plays at Passion and this church in that church. <clears throat> really just name a church. He's at it. <clears throat> Not only is he one of the talent, most talented and hottest guitarists in Atlanta, he made a mean drip coffee at a cool hip Atlanta coffee shop called Brash Coffee. He recently just did soundtrack. He recently just soundtracked music for a short film, which sounds really good. Garrett, great job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And now, 
he left Atlanta and he was in Atlanta, but now he went down to Valdosta and now he's just doing a bunch of work down at different ministries down there at AKA Valdezzi. Valdirty, Valdusty. I'll end it with this. A wise band once said, well, the years start coming and they don't start coming. They don't stop coming. And I hope this is a serious note. I hope the years don't stop coming with our friendship. Dude, same. Thank you. I'll forgive you for messing up those lyrics, Sam. It's really easy. <laughs> it's a really easy song, man. <laughs> Have you seen the 10 hour loops of them? Yes, dude. They're like the ones like, like, and they don't stop coming. They don't stop coming. They play for 10 hours. That's great. All right. Some may know him as Garrett Randolph. I know him as Gare Bear. It's Garrett Randolph. Everybody clap. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <clears throat> Garrett, I love you. Thank you for being here. Friends in low places, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. First time. Three cameras going on right now. What's up? We're moving up. Hey, also, a uh, little plug. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by X3 Sports Kickboxing Gym. They have uh, they have um, locations in in um, Inman Park. Don't listen to him. West Midtown. This guy literally probably Marietta. <laughs> this guy, this guy submitted me and at least you. Ten for other, sure, his it wife. had to be ten. He sold out his wife's info. My info, another one of our friends' info. They're freaking cash in on this shirt. And what do we got to show for it? We get annoying texts semi regularly. They made me wear this shirt because I've never <laughs> worn it before. Yeah. But I actually, uh, I, I did get the shirt, but I never wore it. So um, they made me wear it today. My condition of this podcast is that you would wear the shirt, and and it and it's not too <laughs> flattering, honestly. Hey, there's there's a logo on the sleeve. Make sure we know who really X three sports. <laughs> the shoulders don't fit me that well. I think I need to build out my shoulders a little bit. <laughs> Let me tell you that at lunch today, I remembered that um, I that I have this thing that I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is you told me a story, and I don't want to put that story on the podcast, even though um, 20 people listen to this. Um, <laughs> we love you all. I think that, all right, let me just <clears throat> set it up. The story was, you started to tell me about a, a really close friend that you had at one point. Mm-hmm. You got a phone call that something very bad happened mm-hmm. to him. And it took you about a minute to set it up to say, I was connected to this person, this person, this person. But you, I knew that something awful was coming up. I really thought that you were going to say that he tried to kill himself. And with everything within me, 30 seconds before you actually said it, I was trying not to bust out laughing. Because I knew that when you said it, my brain was going to go, hey, you should not laugh right now at what he's about, the awful thing that he's about to say. Because that'd probably be the worst thing that you could do. So what does that make me want to do? That makes me want to laugh really hard. <laughs> so right when you said, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> what did I say? Right? I just don't know line, if I want to say. The punchline I just don't want to, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> let me just make up a scenario of what happened. Right when you said his 
his wife has cancer, I started bust. I started. I started smiling, and I was like, <laughs> and I was trying Your not face. to smile. Well, that's like. I mean, that's like one of those things where like you were probably zoning out also while listening to me. Hey, and I don't do the, say that. Yeah, I know you were. I can literally see it on your face every time we talk. But Anna. I think that's that's something that I'm like. Are you kidding me? One hundred percent. I feel like I'm a good listener, dude. You are a good listener, but you also multitask and you zone out almost every time we talk. And then also, everybody's shaking their head. No, everyone, here. even your wife's shaking her head. She's in the room right there. She she agrees with me that literally, but. I know because it took me a while. I'm like, why does he change subjects when we talk so much? Like, I feel like he can ask questions and change subjects. I'm just like, it's probably because he's got the scenarios playing out in his head. And I'm like, no, I get that. That's cool. Awesome. I didn't want to talk about it either. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Yes, I'm serious. Listen, dude, but it's not a point of contention. I love you. I love everything about you. Wow, dude. I think you are such... Nobody has ever told me that. And I've, I've saw that in other people. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, they don't actually uh, give an f about what I'm talking about right now. They're just they're just yeah. thinking about the next story. Yeah, and they yeah, yeah. really want to tell the next story, and they don't really care how I'm wrapping up the story. Well, that's be, how you feel about. To me? be fair, though, when we do when we do talk about stuff, you always like engage and ask more questions. But I'm also like, I could also tell when we talk about certain things here, just like you're you're wanting to engage in it, and then you're just like. Not that you vividly and like are openly like, I want to talk about something else. So I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to be like, I'm just, you're going to ask something that's somewhat of a segue. And that's how you move into it. It's 100%. Everyone does it. Everyone okay, does what it. Else, what else do you know about me that I don't know about myself? Mm. You're one of the best drummers I know. Uh, I don't think re- you know that about yourself. You redeemed yourself after. Mm. Uh, I know how to pander, is what it is. I know how to pander to your emotions. Yeah, you brought it back because I was getting angry at you at the top of this episode. But yeah, but also maybe I needed to hear that. Mm. Maybe I need to. I you know maybe I lied to myself and thought that I was a good listener and I'm not. I think you're a great. I think you're a great listener. But also, you're pretty good. <sighs> that took a a route that I did not want it to take. All I wanted to talk about is the fact that I laugh at uncomfortable things. You really do. <laughs> then you try to change. The I really think that it is okay. <laughs> I really think that it is a disability or a disease that I have. I wouldn't take it that far. A disability. I have a disability. Mental- <laughs> I would call it like a mental block or something. Like- a mental disability to where <laughs> no. I, if somebody starts to say something awful, my brain immediately goes, "Don't laugh! Don't laugh! Don't laugh!" And then I want to laugh so hard. The most recent example past this lunch was I was at a church service and they go, Hey, does anybody have a prayer request? And somebody (laughs) was like, I do. Um, I actually, uh, a family friend of ours, their one year old child just got COVID. And, um, for whatever reason it affected him in the way of his skin started burning and it felt like he was on fire. So he was screaming all night long. And, um, yeah, that's the way it was. And he ended it like that. And and it was dead silent in the room. And I literally was like holding in everything within me not to crack up laughing <laughs> because I knew that that would probably be the worst place that I could ever laugh at. It's like early signs of being a sociopath, by the way. You think? 
but I feel like I'm very empathetic and loving and I feel people's emotions, but I, I get very, you know what it is? I feel uncomfortable in certain situations and for whatever reason, my body wants to laugh. Mm-hmm. Like that's its release. Mm. And that's probably one of the worst things you could do when somebody tells you that they're... Um, Did you grow up charismatic? Just yes. curious. So that in charismatics, they literally say like when a demon, like a demon leaves your body or you get delivered, like it can leave your body via laughter. Bro, I am so possessed. <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude, we're about to... We're about to I, dude, y'all need, to, y'all need to do an exorcism on me because I have a bunch of demons in me apparently. <laughs> Probably. All right. I don't we'll speak do, that over you. Hey, we'll do that at the end of the podcast. We'll do exorcism at yeah. the end. We'll edit that out. No, that's going in. <laughs> is my nose red right now? For some reason, the <laughs> left side of my nose is really itchy. Yeah, it's pretty red, dude. Sorry. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, <it's>... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. This is good. These iPhone cameras really capture your... your uh... That's yeah. <laughs> so our cover of Reptilia by the Strokes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so uh, that's that's the cover we're doing. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. on guitar. I'm mm-hmm. on drums. Mm-hmm. So where was the first time that you heard that song? So I was probably in the midst of what I considered my scene phase, oh, which yeah. wasn't really like a scene phase. I never did like guy liner or cool like like the hair. weird. Hot Topic up. pants. Yeah. I think I was just actually sad. And the only <laughs> other people that pretended to be sad in my school was like scene kids. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm scene too. But I still wear like Wrangler jeans yeah. and different things like that. Yeah. Um, and I just remember I watched the music video for Reptilia and uh, the lead singer, he just looked like scene. He had yeah. like really like black, dark hair. All the dudes looked so sad and emo. And I was like, this is so cool. And it was probably like the first time I was just like, man, like, it's kind of cool to be feminine as a guy. Really? Yeah. I was like, all these dudes are wearing like really tight clothes yeah. and like really like well-dressed. And I was just like, I grew up in a very rural school. Like farmers ruled everything. Like yeah. literally the FFA ruled our school. Mm-hmm. So I didn't fit in that that crowd. But I was like, I found like, that was like all these dudes in this music video just dress super cool. And like, they're not afraid to like have long hair and like wear a little bit of makeup. And I was like, kind of respect them for that. I never wore the makeup, but wish I had the... The cojones too. Yeah, to I I don't think I myself. could. I don't think I could. Yeah, I think the song for me was just an image thing. I really liked the image of the guys in the band. That's beautiful. And also, it was like my the first time where I actually liked a song that wasn't by Green Day. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> dude, remember, dude. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So that's crazy because the first band that I would say got me into music mm-hmm. was my cousin. Like, so I went to my grandma's house. She had a cat. I was allergic to a cat. My cousin was as well. My cousin's like four years older. So I'm 12. He's 16. And he's like, do you want to go out to my car and just listen to music? And I was like, yeah. So we go out there. And then he puts on, um, what what's the green day? Wake me up till September ends. Holiday. And then the weird part is he also played me Black Eyed Peas. Um my humps, same era, my yeah, humps. my humps, dude. And, yeah, and he played, really he played rock. me those songs, and I was like, I like music, I like music, and that's what got me into music. It's really it was Green Day. It's really like yeah, and Black Eyed Peas, apparently. and Black Eyed Peas, my <laughs> yeah. hump. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know about 
that was weird because I didn't even know about like sexuality or anything. And I'm listening to my humps, my lovely lady humps. And I was just like, <laughs> what is going on? So you recorded this about a year ago, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and then I started like seeing all your like funny videos. It's like, man, ours isn't funny enough. <laughs> I can't really. No, realistically. Like, this is not reflective of who I am as a person or Realistically, a we made it. Um, you recorded this back in October. And this is when I, I had the podcast cover idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, it just took this long to get going and get to our podcast, get to our cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we made some funny videos before this one. And me and you have a funny dynamic, so it would be perfect to do something crazy. But, you know, Reptilia works. It works. We it like works. It. Uh, I, I mean, literally probably knew the song by heart at one point, so it was just yeah. muscle memory. <laughs> okay, so what, ge- what gear slash guitar did you use to record this guy? Um, Guitar one was my jazz master. Guitar two was my Stratocaster. Um, I basically, I just kind of used, um, I don't even remember what pedals I used, to be honest, but I definitely recorded my Fender Vibrolux amp because them dudes love their Fenders, so I just use that. I think you can Fender Vibrolux? Yeah, Vibrolux, Vibro. Yeah, does that mean anything to you? Do you guys hear that out there? Fender <laughs> Vibrolux. Can anyone relate? Can anyone relate? You guys know what I'm talking about? Come on, dude. I love <laughs> the tone and sound of a Vibrolux. Okay, but this is good because I'm going to put that in my vocabulary now and I know what a Vibrolux is. I don't yeah. know what it sounds like. I do know what it sounds like because I'll listen to the cover. There you go. So I haven't talked about my drum part about any of the covers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to do that. So my drum part. Hmm, let's mm. think. Mm. The only thing special I really added to this guy was uh, I added a little fill before the solo. And um, it took me maybe three, excuse me, it took me maybe three takes to get it real tight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got that boy tight and I was I was happy with that. Yeah. But it's a, it's a nice little fill. I think I'll, I'll make that the fill when the uh, Instagram video starts, and then I'll direct them to YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that song's so straightforward. So, I mean... Usually, I try and stick as close as I can to the track. Right. And this one, I that's what I did at first. But uh, I was like, I'm going to push myself and do a little fancier feel than I normally do. It's a little fast, but, you know. Nice. Just like that. Yeah. No, I I think I appreciate that because I honestly, I used like a live video for a reference whenever I went to the instrumental. So there's like a weird lick where it goes like, there's like a weird thing that's not in the recording, but I watched a couple live videos. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Interesting. So I kind of do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of aped that lick a little bit. That's cool. Yeah. I definitely heard that when when you send them over. Yeah. Yeah, Well, it's funny because like songs like that are literally. You, they're stuck in your head and they're concrete. Yes. So whenever you hear something different, you're kind of like, oh, I kind of like the way that looked, that, uh, looked, that sounded. I like the way that like they pulled that off and like made yeah. it different. Yeah. Because like like I said, like sometimes I'm so familiar with that song that I'm yeah. like, it's concrete in my head. Yes. If it's if anything's different about it, then I'm like, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm, I, feel I haven't like even heard you drum though, though, so. it, um Sometimes I am like. 
I like the original better. Like you can't beat the original. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is some there is some of that with certain songs. Mm-hmm. Side note, I want to apologize how sucky my covers are right now. <laughs> because I looked back on them and I just released the Shania Twain one. Okay. I'm happy with the creative process of how I did it. But I look at it now and I'm like, this sucks super hard as far as the quality. <laughs> but and, you know. I think everyone can forgive that because literally I, I it's, the video just starts and I'm immediately laughing just because like, I just don't, I know what's happening. I'm just like, this dude's an idiot. Yeah. I don't even care if you're like, it, I mean, he, I mean, you're good at drums and you nail it, but I'm yeah. like, he gets stuck at drums and this would still be That's really true. funny. Yeah. It's really good. Honestly, the, the crazy part is I have more fun and more fulfillment in doing the 40 seconds of garbage. <laughs> And then actually playing it, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, but let me just say to anybody who cares, the the reason why I pause on that is because nobody cares. (laughs) But I think maybe a year down the road, somebody will care. Right. Anyways, uh, to anybody who cares, these videos are going to get better. Being Garrett's podcast is going to look better than the first, second, and third one. I hope so. Changing things up. It's going to look good. Mm Mm-hmm. And boom, Reptilia. I got to pee real quick. All right. All right. A little marathon update. <laughs> um, I know that I did the ad recently. And uh, the reason why that uh, they chose to sponsor us is because my lip nipples <laughs> literally almost fell off. Because the, I went for a long run the other day. And I took, I looked at my shirt and I was like, oh, there's like this. Like, I was sweating all over. Are you trying to do a full marathon? Yes. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's tough, man. (laughs) Well, do you doubt me? (laughs) No, I don't doubt you at all. I feel like you kind of do. No, I don't. What's that? I know half a marathon is like 13 point something miles. I've done that, actually. Yeah. I can't tell if you're serious. So what? No, so I actually on, have deal. done a 13. Big deal, I, man. I have done 13. Well, big deal, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Okay, but uh, was hey, the talk time... talk to me when you do a full <laughs> marathon, okay? Yeah. Okay, was the time great? No. I came in last. It was really it was really bad. Um, Will this one be different? Yeah. I'll beat somebody. I'll beat an old person, you know? Anyways, my nipples were bleeding. Your um, brain can go, but your nipples can't. Exactly. You got twice. You got twice the amount of nipples as brains. And why does my <laughs> nipples bleed and not my brain? Friction. <laughs> You're right. There's no friction on the brain unless you get a concussion or something. Yeah. Then there's some friction. Yeah. A little bit. Um. Okay. So I did think True. about this though. Facts. And Science. I told I told just this. I was like, I think that. If I ran a marathon right now, I think that I could do it. I think that I could will myself and p- push myself to actually run a marathon. It wouldn't be like a mm. great time, but I could do it. And then, um, you know, about like the 40% rule where like you're, they say like when you're at 40% of what you're capable of, yes, the pain threshold is kind of where, what, yes, the gauges. that's yes. when your brain starts telling you like, Hey, back off. And you, yeah, you shouldn't be I doing have this heard much. that. Yes. Yeah. So like it's, they, they say it happens around 40%. So you actually have like a lot more you can do past the pain threshold, yes. you know, if you get over the mental thingy. Yes. And that's, that's what, uh, 
if I ran the marathon, that's what I would be telling myself mm-hmm. is I can actually run this thing. I just have to get past it mentally. Mm-hmm. And I told Jess that and she was like, well, it'd be nice if you followed the schedule and, you know, you like you burned off some calories and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, you're right. And then I realized Jess is just literally wanting me to run this marathon because she doesn't want me. She wants she doesn't want me to be fat. Meanwhile, she's doing a, a 21 day <laughs> bun buster. And what are you eating right what now? What is it called? Blagatis? <laughs> Pilates and Blagalotis. Blagalotis. And tell tell everybody what you're eating right now. Yeah, she's eating um the second half of a key lime second pie. <laughs> hey Trace, you're doing pretty good, buddy. I'm proud of you. Thanks, man. <laughs> Enough with the marathon update. Cool. Hey, I'm proud of you. That's Thank big. You. That's big. Thank for real. you. Thank you. I had a deep, dark depression back in December. I'm bouncing back. <laughs> bouncing back, soaring above whatever my expectations Dude. were of you. And Hannah laughed at me when, at the thought of me running a marathon. <laughs> and I'm going to run right past her expectations. <laughs> okay? Literally, yeah, everybody I mean, laughed when I said I ran 40. <laughs> I ran two hours and 45 minutes. How crazy is that? I was gone for two and a half hours. Yeah. Jess was worried about me and I was running. <laughs> no, she wasn't. <laughs> she was not. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Still okay. proud of you. Hey, we might edit this part out or position it differently, but I, I wanted to run this by you. Um, would you rather? <laughs> okay. Would you rather? All right. 2020 happened. Okay. Right. It was, pre- it was pretty gross, pretty awful. Um, it, I mean, mm. it, it happened, right? Right. Uh, whatever you want to say about it. 2020, the stereotype was it sucked. Okay. Would you rather... 2020 never happened or... Okay. Let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. Give me one second. To I think I, it. no matter what the option is, I think I already know what my answer is. Okay. Okay. You would say 2020 never happened. No. Okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. Well, this might change your option when I go to the <laughs> other one. And now he's, now he's got to rethink <laughs> what the second thing is. Okay. How, 20- what can I do to convince him to pick 2020? Okay. <laughs> 2020 never happened. 2020 never existed. 2020. Okay. Let's just say. 2020 was the best year of our lives okay. in the world. If somebody took your wiener, extended it out, took a knife, and chopped <laughs> off your wiener. No That's more it. wiener. Goodbye. And nobody would have to know, though. And, I mean, some I guess people would find out. Where do, where do I win in this situation? Okay, uh, the thing is, you're a hero because 2020 was actually a great year and you don't have a wiener now. <laughs> or you have a wiener and you're sitting on this couch, 2020 happened. Your parents are going to listen to this. I told you I might edit this out. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. I'll let you I told you I might edit this out, but oh, I don't know. My poor wiener. So what do you think? Okay, you have a wiener, 2020 happened. You don't have a wiener, 2020 was the best year of, your, best year of everybody's lives. Um, 2020 was a very important formative year for me and a lot of people. 
So I would not choose to give up 2020, especially for my appendage or any appendage of mine. <laughs> it's a very controversial statement that you just said, but I, I appreciate your honesty mm-hmm. and just disagrees with me that it was controversial. Um, Thank you, Jess. Hey. Thanks, Jess. But God bless you. And um, that's your opinion. That's that's your God-given right. That's fine. All right. Well, that's time- just like your opinion, man. <laughs> time for our, I don't know what to call this segment, but I'm going to call it um, actual music talk <laughs> to where we actually <laughs> talk about music that might be helpful to people. Come on. Uh, I would say 85% of this podcast is not helpful. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. more just uh, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, okay. So something that we've talked about before and that we feel comfortable with and that you are the master of hmm. is the art of the hang. Mm. And mm-hmm. by hang... I'm okay on the Cheez-Its. Thank you, though. No Cheez-Its for me. <laughs> and by the hang, do you mind uh, d- describing or saying the definition of the hang? Huh. It's daunting. Um, the art of the hang is to be a very flexible and very selfless person in all social situations, especially even professionally. Hmm. So making yourself and your character available to all people, especially in professional situations. I would say that is the foundation of the hang, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then to layer on top of that would be uh, charisma, mm-hmm. charm, yeah, humor, yeah, right? Right, right, right. Then you can layer that on. Mm-hmm. Start with, though, what you were saying of uh, selflessness, uh, being there, being flexible, yeah. not being an issue, not being a problem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, since we're both musicians, yes. I think um, we can agree that we probably get opportunities to do more music and do more, play more gigs based on who we are as people. Obviously, I think we're, I think we're both very gifted musicians. Yes. And I think there's a lot of gifted musicians. Yes. I think, they're probably more gifted musicians than the other important aspect of being a musician and being a professional musician, especially is your character. And I, uh, we, we talked about this before where literally like you want to get a gig, you got to be two things, show up prepared, be a good dude to hang out with. Yep. I think that was some of the best advice I've ever gotten yep. as a musician. That was actually the, uh, the first advice that I got from Spencer. Spencer Boyce, who was the first guest on this, who was my mentor. We love you, Spence. Sorry you're in quarantine right now, baby. I know. He's got the COVID. He's got the Rona. I can't believe it. He's okay, though. He just can't taste and smell. Yeah, he can't enjoy life right now. Anyways, I remember that was I was a teenager at the time. We weren't even friends. I just kind of knew him. I just knew that he was a guy that did music. And I was like, "What what advice would you give me for a young musician who's coming up that was exactly the advice he gave me mm-hmm. was he was like 
I forget what percentage he said, but let's just say half of it is having the skill, knowing the part, like you said, but almost more of the uh, percentage is being a good hang, being somebody that being likable, Mm -hmm. being somebody that somebody likes to hang out with. That is so much more important than actually being a skillful player. For sure. Yeah. Being teachable and being a good dude to hang out with. I mean, like I said, I probably, I don't know. I don't feel like I was always, to me, a good guitar player. But I always, always, always wanted to learn. Like I always wanted to keep absorbing and, and hear what other people had to offer. And eventually I became autonomous. And I was really confident in what I can do. Mm-hmm. And that, and at that point, I was just like, I just want to be, I just want to have fun now. Like music is about having fun. And you have, you kind of have to be like a, a fun person. <laughs> like, I mean, like part of the fun of being a musician is like hanging out with other musicians. So like the other aspect of like, yeah, you get to play music. Obviously we all like playing music. We do it because it's fun. Yeah. We do it because it's satisfying in a lot of ways. Yeah. But also like, it's also really fun to just be around people. Well, and 70, I would say... 70 to 80%, depending on the gig, is hanging out with people, Mm -hmm. right? You're only playing for like two to three hours at a time on any kind of like gig. And especially if you're playing like a night gig or a weekend gig or something, um, you're spending hours on hours with with these people, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you're not a good hang, if you're not... um, Yeah, if you're not selfless or just happy to be there. Speaking of like not being able to handle like awkward situations, like that would be something that like I would, me and you would probably be able to like filter through really, really quick. An awkward situation? Wow, we don't have chemistry with these people. (laughs) Like this is pretty, (laughs) this is pretty terrible. But also I'm not good at hiding that. I'm like, yeah, I'm bothered by the lack of chemistry. Like I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not good with that though. (laughs) I'm not good with that. Oh, I will man. just I will cower into somebody that I'm not and I will just turn into this uh reclusive person who's like okay I'm not getting nothing mm. from nobody. So uh, I guess I'm just going to Are you an Enneagram 9? Are yes. you a 9? Yeah. Yes. I didn't know you were a 9. Good to know. <laughs> Dude, that literally makes me upset and that makes me think that whatever you said at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> that you should take a look in the mirror <laughs> because I've told you that I'm a 9. For the literally four times, I've told you that I'm a nine. Sorry. I'm <laughs> really sorry. But also... Take a look in the mirror, bro. I just don't retain. I have a really bad short-term memory. I admittedly have a really bad short-term memory. I'm so sorry. I oh, love you. but you listen in the I moment. I love you. Oh. Oh, but you listen. Oh. 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 At least I, I remember everything. At least I don't change the subject like you just did. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Suck it, nerd. <laughs> But we love each other. I love you. All right. Well, we do love each other. I don't think we've had this much much friction off air ever. Mm. You know? Yeah. I feel like we've had more friction friction on this podcast than ever. Probably. But also, this is like strenuating circumstances. So, I don't know. The you night's think- young. We still have a lot more to cover. Oh, my God. We could end this in a... There's going to be so a, much friction. We're going to start up. a fire. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> If there was wood and flint present, this friction would start a fire. Honestly, that would make great content. Were you an Eagle Scout? No. Me neither. But I do love to make a fire. <laughs> Same. But I do love a fire. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Dude, too bad. Too bad Tom Hanks didn't have us on. 
freaking castaway castaway all that friction started fire. i mean it would really change up the plot having two other people on the he wouldn't have cut his him, hand but if he would have just had us in our heated conversation he would have cut his hand starting that fire and threw uh uh what was yeah, his name that's true wilson wilson into the ocean yeah he got really upset and threw him into the ocean yeah and then yeah. but he got him back but he lost him later. Isn't that crazy how sad that was to mm. see Wilson float away? And it was just a volleyball. You've never felt such sadness from an inanimate I object <laughs> I in know. my life. Yeah. In my freaking life. Yeah. I'm gonna edit this part out, but That's Garrett, okay. did you see the um <laughs> yeah. did you see the part um, you know, with the Capitol riots? Did you see that my favorite meme was did you see Nicolas Cage? Walking out with yes, the, with the, the pain. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Dude. I have, so that was my actually, that was my favorite meme. There's a of running all of fan it. theory where it's just like all the news cameras and all the rioters were actually just like as part of the plot of, <laughs> <laughs> of Na- National Treasure Three. Literally, the riots never National happened. Treasure they were 3. all actors. They weren't news cameras. They were a film crew. <laughs> That's the theory, you know. And I'll, I choose to believe it for the hope for this world. But Garrett, have you had time to think about your deepest darkest secret? This is a new segment that I'm Man. doing. Why is it going to start on me? I know. Okay, no, I can, I'll can. i do mine first. Okay. Okay, but this is a new segment you, that I'm doing. Wait, wait a minute. As the host, do you have to dig up a deepest, darkest secret? Every time. Every single time? Every time. Um, I've told, I think I've told Jess this one before. Uh, I haven't told a lot of people this. Um, okay, so here it is. So when, I don't know how old I was exactly but when I was let's just say I was a kid I was probably under 10 um, I was at a house of a family friend and there was one of the daughters sleeping on the couch at in daytime okay and she was sleeping and I walked over and I stood over her. I looked at her. <laughs> and I bent over and I kissed her on the cheek. And then I walked away <laughs> while she was sleeping. And she had no idea that I did that. That's really creepy, but I'm, I thought it was going to be like I farted in her face or something. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty uh, sweet, but it's pretty creepy though, right? No, that's super creepy. It's creepy, it's, right? It's, it's a little creepy too, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, well, the thing is like you could count it off as, oh, that's sweet. That's a little boy. How old were you? I mean, I was little. Okay. I definitely was not over 10. Maybe I would say I was under 10 probably. Mm-hmm. That but that you're right. That does seem a little a little past the edge of sweet, right? <laughs> right. Like there's an age to where like you're really little and that's okay. But when you get past a certain age, it's like you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do anything to people no, while yeah. they're asleep. Yeah. Especially uh if you're enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> if it's a really good sleep, uh, unless unless you're drawing a mustache on somebody or putting their hand in hot water, fair, right? Yeah, yeah. Which which was, dude. If there was anything that made me laugh so hard, 
was doing something to somebody when they were asleep. <laughs> All right. Anyways, what is your uh, deepest darkest oh, secret? Shoot, dude. I really, I really. So I'm such an open book. I don't know if I have like a deepest darkest really? secret. So did you, um, hmm. as a kid though, did you, uh, did you hide anything? Did you wipe anything anywhere? <laughs> did you? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was I was a very I was a big daydreamer and I had a huge overactive imagination like as a kid. I literally I could see that for sure. So I was so I literally me and my friends would spend hours outside. Like we would have sleepovers where we'd spend hours outside like inventing these like games. And um I mean this is probably some I don't promote this, but I'm like we probably did this until we were like 15 or 16. we would we kept we kept these like we for some reason like we matured but like we would always hang out and like like come up with these like elaborate stories and these games that we would like live out in the backyard so was it was it the type of thing to where like you would pick up a stick and be like oh let's go and and attack this fortress yes it started out as like like sticks but eventually i mean like i would like well, there was like a flea market close to my where I lived, and we would go. And there's like places like guns. Yeah, well, airsoft guns. They literally had like swords. Like they would craft these like swords, and they. I mean, they were bought from China, obviously. But like this dude was just like, yeah, I've crafted these swords, <laughs> and this is the flea market in freaking Valdosta or Lake Park. And we, I would buy a bunch of these swords. And by the time we were like 15 or 16, I remember like me and a couple of my friends, couple a couple of my friends like would stop doing it and be like, that's weird. But a couple of my friends still did it with me. We were like, we would just come up with these games and play them for like hours. Like we would develop these stories <laughs> and these characters that we became. And it was, I mean, honestly, it's funny because like I did it way too late in life, but I look back very fondly on it. The fact that you ran around with swords at 16 years old yeah. with your friends is is almost more terrifying than the fact that I kissed a, a sleeping girl when I was eight years old. Jess says no, so I'm gonna take a cue. You don't on that. think so? Yeah. Consent. Well, we did. Jess was, is saying she we didn't had a, have. We any had a consent. victim list. Listen, we're just having good times outside with my buds, creating games. So it was more. It yeah. was more creepy. It's consensual. Mine was more creepy. Yes, dude. All right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Yes, dude. <laughs> This leads me into the uh, perfect segue of let's do a deep dive in social media about uh, Garrett's uh, sword phase. Mm. Okay, let's uh, let's let's see. All right, kind of ready for this. Should I should I edit this out of an of an X that you had? No, that's not an X. That's my sister. Is it really? (laughs) Yeah. No, it's not an ex girlfriend. That's my sister. But I mean. To be fair, like me and my sister don't really look alike except for our eyes. Our eyes are like almost the exact same yeah, color. Yeah, y'all's eyes do look pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, nice try. I didn't have any girlfriends. Okay. Tell me how you got from this. Okay, hold hold a pause right here. I'm holding. To that. To this. Good God almighty, you look handsome, bro. Yeah, yeah, What yeah. happened? And please tell the viewers how they can not look like that to <laughs> to what you look like now. Honestly, just <laughs> don't shampoo your hair every day and uh, def- try to lose a little weight where you can, um, for sure. 
Dude, that um, is great advice because I was shampooing my hair every day with head and shoulders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was destroying my hair. Yeah. So I would say for those who choose to go to the long hair route, as you can see, I'm choosing to go the long hair route again. It in looks life. great. If for, you weren't wearing a beanie right now, you would look like straight like Lord Far Farquad. You would look amazing. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know how I feel about that, but. Dude, take the compliment. I will take the compliment. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. He's fabulous. He ruled all of uh, far, far away. Kind of- <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Heck anyway, so um, yeah, don't wash your hair every day. If you're going to go the long hair route, try to make your forehead look less big. <laughs> yeah, and eat uh, less hamburgers, right? Yeah. Questions from Instagram. Mm. All right, so uh, we got a question from Night Color Music, which is our friend Sean Crawford, who's been on the podcast. Um, f- he says, quote, for real, though, all-time favorite episode of SpongeBob. <laughs> Dude, that is hard. <laughs> um, I can't remember what season it's from, but it has to be the one where... Uh, <laughs> This is so stupid. This is where where uh I think I was I was actually quoting it today with him um when I hung out with him, but it's the one where uh Squidward convinces SpongeBob to go on strike. <laughs> yeah. And SpongeBob is outside of the Krusty Krab going like Mr. Krabs is in <laughs> yeah. there. Krusty Krab is unfair. unfair. Standing at the concession. <laughs> Plotting is oppression. Yeah, <laughs> I love that one. I probably quote that one the most out of anything. It just stuck in my mind. Oh, I'm getting tired, huh? Yeah, I'm about to sleep on this couch. Uh, you're about to sleep on this couch right now. Let's go ahead and uh, uh, I'll go ahead and whip out this couch for y'all. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll make it up for you right now. Thanks, dog. Thanks, okay. dad. Let's do it right now. All right. Is this is this it? Is this a surprise? <laughs> um, I have no clue what's happening right now. All right. Also, if your hand goes any lower, <laughs> Ow. I'm so sorry. Okay, just pinch my thigh, me, dude. You good? Are you comfortable? Just careful, my goodies, man. Oh, I Jeez. almost forgot. Give me one second. Listen, man. So far, this tuck in is a six out of ten. Is that the humidifier? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, lavender's my favorite. All right. The sleep mask is going on gear right now. <laughs> this is nice, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> what the freak <laughs> just happened? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just knocked over your uh, phone. <laughs> it's probably, I mean, it's already cracked, dude. The damage is the damage is done. Just just let's do this. Okay. 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 Uh, do you have any advice for uh musicians or for <laughs> or any producers or any upcoming producers? Don't get chafe niffles. Mm-hmm. Very important. Um take care of your body. I don't know. <laughs> do you have any uh it, Real advice. Get lots of sleep. Be a good hang. Um, 
make lots of good <laughs> friends like Chase. I mean, Cheese. And stay close to him and don't move away. And never leave him. Yes. Yes. Never leave him. Where can people find you? People could find me at 229-563-9798. All right, you just gave out your address. That's fine. No, that's my phone number, dude. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) You want to give out your address? No. Okay, okay, that's cool. I'd rather you call me than mail me things. Do you have any um, social media or anything you want to tell them about? Um, I have Instagram and Facebook, but I never use it. So you might hear back from me. You might not. So just call me. He's too cool for your messages. He's too cool for that. But also, I'll respond if you want to, like, tuck me in or something. Tuck me in, make out, whatever. No. All right. Everybody, one, two, three. Friends in low places. <laughs> Do that again. One, two, three. Friends, Friends in, in low, low places. places. Wait, wait, wait. Don't don't end it yet. We love you. We I love you. We love you. We love you. This is nice. Alexa, play thunderstorms. (laughs) Wow.